in this sixth session on Romans 8 of Look at the Book, I want to focus in on law, for God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, and the law, the righteous requirement of the law. So this is an implication that was implicit in our fifth session, but I want to draw it out because it is so crucial in understanding how Paul thinks Christians should relate to the law now that Christ has come. So, Father, grant us light in our minds and hearts and a submissive spirit to your word and a right understanding and a right relationship to the law of God, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. What God has, for God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And I argued last time that this righteous requirement of the law is love. Love is a fulfilling of the law. So here's what I want us to notice. What the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, Christ did in order to fulfill the law. So another way to say it would be, what the law could not do is fulfill the law. Law-keeping could not fulfill the law. And yet the law needed to be fulfilled. God didn't give the law to throw it away as though it were nothing. So when Christ died and became our condemnation so that our sin was punished in him and we were delivered from the penalty and condemnation of the law, we were put in a position, unlike we were before, to fulfill the law. The law was weakened by the flesh. And if you walk according to the flesh, then you won't fulfill. So, we fulfill the just requirement of the law in ourselves when we walk not according to the flesh. But we were in the flesh. And when the law meets the flesh, it doesn't produce law-keeping. It produces law-breaking. And that's our only relationship to the law apart from the work of Christ. So Christ comes into the world and he condemns our, our sin, our law-breaking, and he bears the entire penalty for it so that now the law, the very law that we could not keep, will be fulfilled. And what I want to do is draw out how Paul thinks about that back here in chapter 7. You have died to the law, you Christians, through the body of Christ, that when Christ died on the cross, you died. And when you died, you experienced the full sentence of the law 
in union with Christ and having been uh, punished fully in Christ for what you had done wrong, you now are freed from the law. It's not your master anymore. That you may belong to another, that is, to the one who has been raised from the dead. So being set free from the law, we now belong to Jesus Christ living. We have a living relationship with Jesus Christ because he's alive from the dead. In order that, all that happened in order that, and this is the same in order that as 8.4, in order that, we may bear fruit for God. So this death to the law through the death of Christ enables us to bear fruitful lives, which is going to be love, which is going to be the fulfillment of the law. Or here's another way to say it in verse 6. We are released from the law, which is similar to died to the law, having died to the law. So in dying to the law, we are released from the law. If you're dead and you've borne the entire penalty of the law, you're not uh, in bondage to the law anymore. Having died to that which held us captive, it doesn't anymore. We belong to another, not to the law. So that we serve, yes, we do serve. We're not lawless, we serve in a new way, the new way of the Spirit, the newness of the Spirit, not in the old way of the written code. And this so that here is the same as this in order that here, which is the same as the in order that of 8.4, which we'll look at again in just a second. So just get this clear. Twice, he says, you've died to the law in order that you might bear fruit for God, in order that you might love, in order that you might fulfill the law. You died to the law in order to fulfill the just requirement of the law, namely love. Or here it says, we are released from the law, having died to the law, which held us captive, so that we may serve by the not by the written code, not in the old way of law-keeping, but by the Spirit, and the Spirit bears the fruit of, of love. So the, the point of dying to the law is fulfilling the law. So let's go back where Paul says that here. What the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did by condemning our sin in Christ's flesh so that we die with Christ, having thus paid the penalty in Christ for our sin, and thus we rise to walk in newness of life, belonging to Jesus and empowered by the Spirit, so that, in order that, the righteous requirement that is love might be fulfilled in us. So law is fulfilled by dying to the law. Law-keeping can no longer be the way of law-fulfilling. Let me say that again. Law-keeping, the orientation on law, cannot any longer be the means of fulfilling the righteous requirement of the law. Everything has to be put on a new footing, and the new footing is we look not to law, but to Christ. And what I mean when I say we look to Christ is we look to his death And what he achieved for us there, and we look to his life, because he's risen from the dead, and we belong to him in a living relationship, a personal living relationship. His death uh, covers all of our sin. His death puts us free from the law. His life unites us now to dependence 
on the Spirit so that we serve not in the old way of the letter, looking to law-keeping, but the new way of the Spirit, looking to Christ and looking to a dependence upon the Spirit unleashed by Christ. Which means that the reason that God ordained that this law would, through weakness, not do the fulfillment of the law is so that someday Christ would come as the goal of the law and we would now be able to love in dependence upon the Spirit, looking to Christ so that we are humbled in that we rely upon the Spirit and not the flesh and Christ is exalted in everything as the one who enabled the fulfillment of the law in our lives of love.